Mishnayis Lili Nishmas, my father, Moshe Yitzchak Ben Doiv, also Lili Nishmas, Chana Leia Bas Shalom also Lishchus Refuah Shalem Vakol Choyle Am Yisrael. We're up to Meseches Baba Metzia, Perik Yud Mishnahei. And we were talking about various different things where neighbors, if, they're, if, the, if something that happens by them affects someone else, what the halachas are. We're talking about now uh, pers- two neighbors who are, have properties near each other, and something falls from one's property to the other one's property. Bishahaya Koslai, a person who has, let's say, his house and his, and his yard, and it has a, a wall to it, a stone wall. It was next to his friend's garden. On the other side of this wall, there is growing vegetation, produce. And it fell into the garden. So here we have a house with a yard and a wall and a garden on the other side of it. And the wall fell in and fell into the garden. And fell into the garden, and the person who owns the garden says, Take your stones out of my garden. I need to be able to grow things here. And the, this is blocking me from being able to uh, grow my food. And he said, You know, stones, especially stones that, are, that were able to be built with, big stones, uh, maybe even bricks, were very expensive and very hard to come by in those days. And therefore, uh, if you'd like, you can take it. You know what? I let you have it. Right? It's it's a it's a valuable thing. It's in your yard. You clean it up and keep the stones. In Shemin life, that we do not listen to him. Meaning that the person who is in the, the owner of the garden, the Balagina, can tell him, "No, I don't. I don't want that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't agree to that. Take out your stones so that I can work on my garden." He could. He could agree. He could. He could uh, um, agree and, and take the stones, and then they'll belong to him. But he doesn't have to. You should keep it all up. However, let's say the guy says, "You know what? You're right. Uh, I need to build a, a little something or another by me, and therefore I'm going to take the stones." And he starts gathering the stones, and he puts them into a let's say a cart or a buggy and whatever. And he's, you know, <laughs> he comes by with his pickup truck, and he and he puts them all in so that he can take them away. And then the Balha bias, the Balha Hakoisel, then suddenly comes to me and goes, you know what? I, I just realized I want these stones. I'll give you the money that it took for you, right? Let's, let's say you hired laborers to, to clean up the, the, the field and to take all, this, all the stones away. I'll give you all of your expenses. Give me, give me back my stones. Yishkibalolov, if it happened already, that he, took, he, he accepted and he took the, the stones. It doesn't necessarily have to be that he actually took the stones. It could be that he just agreed. But Mishkibalov, he he accepted. Amalai now he says, Hey Lach, here's your I'll give you the amount of money that you paid that your that, that was your uh, expenses for, for gathering up all these stones. I want them. and I want my stones back. And Shaimalai, we didn't listen to him again. I'm sorry, you gave away your stones already. It's too late. Another case of such of such kind. He, somebody who pays a uh, a, a worker. He, he hired him to gather straw or or uh, other such kind of uh, straw or hay, straw or stubble, whatever it is. It's it's 
he's gathering it. He has to go through the whole field and gather it, whether it's whether it was um, Hefker digging straw and, and, and cash that that he that he had him gather or not. But it, it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference. Uh, it, it, the Gemara does talk about it, but it doesn't really make a difference to the to the halacha. He is gathering it for this man, and then at the end of the work of the day, he sells him at the end of the, at the end of his work. Ten lishchari, pay me. Right, I worked for you all day. You owe me a hundred dollars. and he says, you know what? You you gathered two hundred dollars worth of straw. Take take care from the straw a hundred dollars worth of straw. You know, I don't have to give you cash. Take from the straw a hundred dollars worth of straw. Take the amount that you that you uh, that I owe you out of this out of this straw that I took. Ain't We don't listen to him, meaning that the the worker can say, "I'm sorry, no, I want cash. I don't want your straw. I want cash." However, if he said, "You know, fine, I'll take I'll take the straw." Now he goes in and he starts separating out a hundred dollars worth of straw, and the balabayas now the the owner the 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 person who hired him suddenly goes, you know what? I changed my mind. I, I want the straw. I'll give you the money. I'm going to give you the money. And I'm going to take my straw back. Again, we don't listen to him, meaning the, the, the worker can say, no, 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 no. I already, I already wanted the straw. Now now I already want the straw. You, you forced me to get it. I, now I already know what I'm going to do with it. So I, I want it. The price went up, whatever it is. The reason why he wants to keep it, and we don't necessarily listen to Balabais. Again, if the Balabais, if the worker is willing to give in to him, fine. But if he's not, then he can say sorry. Now, um, other other such kind of issues when we're talking about things that have to do with uh, affecting someone else. Somebody in those days, they would they would. Um, Use the Rishus Rabbim sometimes as a temporary storage for their own for their own use, or sometimes when they wanted to put something out so that there would be um, for Hefker and other people could take it, they would put it into Rishus Rabbim, right? So kind of like block the street a little bit, and maybe even make it as a stumbling for uh, a stumbling block for people who may be trying to get by, and therefore it's a public hazard, and they have to be careful. But at the same time, that was the usual, somewhat the usual way of doing things. So I'm always able to Now he has a bunch of manure, and in those days they used manure as, as a, 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 to to be fertilizer for for property. He knows that there are people out there that want it, so he just wants to put it out into the street so that people who want it can take it. Um, he can only put it out if he knows somebody's going to take it. It's a person who takes it out has to be, uh, it has to be in the case of where he's like, he takes it out and he knows somebody's there to take it, uh, to take it from him, from the Shusarabim. And here's a person who's actually taking it out, putting it in the Shusarabim, person who needs it for his own field to be, for, for fertilizer, is already there to, 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 to scoop it up and take it. <clears throat> Now, in, in those days, they would make they would make bricks out of clay. Clay had to be, two steps had to be done with it before it got into a furnace or somehow dried out. First, it had to be soaked. It had to be soaked for a long time so that it could somehow or another take in and, and, and react with water. 
and that would be for many days. And then after that, he would make it into, and then he would knead that into, into a, like a more of a mush. And then after that, it would, they, would, they would form it into the, the shape of bricks. And then after that, they would dry it out somehow. Most of the time, or if they had an oven, they would fire it in the oven, in a, in a brick oven. And, um, uh, the, you know, the, the, the hot oven that they would use for that. But if they didn't, they would lay it out in the sun to dry for a very, very long time until it became hard enough to be considered bricks. So, ancher and tit, right? The word on the last page was ancher and tit, rishos arabim, ve'ein levenim levenim. You do not, you're not allowed to soak your, your um, bricks in rishos arabim, and you're not allowed to uh, make the, uh, the, the, the bricks, you're not allowed to dry them out in, in the rishos arabim either, because those take a long time. And then you're blocking the street for a very long time, and it's a public hazard. But you are allowed to need that process of kneading it. If you need like a lot of space, and therefore you're using the shusarabim to, to knead the bricks, there you can. You do not, um, you, again, you do not lay out the bricks to dry in the the, the, we do not lay, we do not lay out the bricks to dry in the public domain. Uh, now, a person who is building and he uses the rishusarabim as sort of his storage space space to to get the deliveries of all of his construction material. The person who is bringing the the you know, delivery of stones brings it, and the person has to. Build it right then. It can't be that the Shusarabim is his storage space and then becoming again a public hazard. And if during that time it made, it, even though he has theoretically permission to do this, if it created that there is a through the public hazard, someone got damage from it, he has to pay the damage. says, No, he disagrees with this. He disagrees. He says that if a person has, um, because the person has rishus to put his things into rishus rabim, if it does damage, if someone damages himself on it, he, they are not. He is not chayev. Not only that, but he can actually store it for up to thirty days in rishus rabim and still not be chayev. Yashikayach and have a great day.